is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his exact twin. Mine is being born and raised in Kentucky and his heroic military service and being born to a completely other mother, Kent Chungus. I'm on one. What's the location of emergency? Go. Oh, I just drowned. I tried to swim in and go. Almost drowned. Oh, God. Oh, hello, Kent. Hello, operator. How are you? And now we got to do the part where we pretend like we're just now started talking. Yeah. Even though we just spent, how far are we in? Uh, 35 minutes doing an uncut for Patreon. If you want to join Patreon, go to 1159media, 1159media at patreon.com if you want to support us and hear that. That way we don't have to continue to pretend like we haven't had a conversation. And by him going, oh, like I, like I busted in on him jerking off. <laughs> oh. And then he asked me a weird question. Usually doesn't have anything to do with what we're getting ready to talk about. I'm guessing this time it's going to be uh, amputees during during what the Korean War. What you got for us, Op? A, they have to go to Patreon.com forward slash eleven fifty nine media if they want to hear the uncuts. Also, if they want to hear one of the reasons that you're so bored with me right now is because we do a daily show now. Daily show called extraterrestrials and some people have said that it's like having a 911 calls every day yeah so if you like the show go to patreon patreon.com forward slash 1159 media and look up our show extraterrestrials <laughs> your daily dose of what the f- and i thinks that's very funny he really enjoys that title that's the that's the only reason the podcast exists you want to know something because of the title i'll tell you something funny i was literally about to swear i was about to say the f word what the f- that word and you interrupted me and i decided not to so we were we almost had a milestone right there <laughs> and now i'm moving on swear word <laughs> wish i had swear could said anything <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying most people you know when they make a podcast they like lay out the blueprint for the podcast yeah yeah and and then they title it mm-hmm. like, hey, I want to do a podcast about this. They might even record the pilot. And they're like, well, before we post this, we got to come up with a title. Yeah. They do like a roundtable. What can we call this? Focus group, maybe. And 1159 Media with Operator. Yeah. Um, he's like, this title is great. <laughs> we have to make a show for the title. <laughs> I'll tell you what it's like. <laughs> it's like seeing a pair of clothes at JCPenney for a child that you don't have. And then be like, this outfit is so cute. It's unfortunate I don't have a child. Better go adopt one so that it can wear this outfit. I could see. It's got that dude pissing on the Ford symbol, the shitty hair, that like inbred sticker that you see on the back of trucks. Calvin. Calvin pissing on insert, whatever. You can get him pissing on everything. You can. I can see the parallel. I can see where you're going with that, that I, I led with the title because I came up with a funny name for a podcast and then decided what it should be. I guess also, though, I'll go as far as to say pretty knocked it out of the park. It's already award winning and we have successfully done nine episodes so far. So, And anybody that's been successful in any kind of business will let you know, don't worry about the product. Name it first. Yeah, exactly. So smoke that in your pipe and had it. <laughs> My grandma used to say, anyway, 
I was laughing too hard and I unplugged my keyboard. Now it's back plugged in, just in case anyone was wondering. And I have a question for you. Oh, uh, yeah, I figured you did. What's up? Hey, Kent. Hey, Kent. <clears throat> Sorry. Hey, hey, Kent. hey, ho, hey, up. Hey, what would you do if the following animals individually, we'll go scenario by scenario, if the following animals we are attacking your wife, and I very specifically picked your mm-hmm. wife, not your children, because I figured you would, it might be funnier. Like how you would act, react to your wife being attacked by these as opposed to a kid, because anything attacking your kid, you're going to want to kill. But your wife is a little, you know, uh, as humans go, wives are a little more substantial in size than a child. Right. And our relationships are such that, like, if my wife, like, for example, if my wife was getting attacked by butterflies, I might just stand back and be like, oh my gosh, that is so I would record it. Oh, yeah, I might. Yeah. But if they were attacking my daughter, I'd be like, oh, this is going to cause PTSD. She's going to hate butterflies for the rest of her life. I've got to kill every single butterfly. You know what I mean? So different reactions. So, Kent, what would you do if the following animals, each scenario, were attacking your wife? Mm. First one, big, angry dog. Attacking my wife. Yeah. You're out on a stroll. Do I have any weapons? Like, um what's any is anything in 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 reach nothing no, there are gonna, no rules you, you can i'm gonna have, open up the altercation with a, a, a as hard a kick as i possibly can yeah i'm i mean it, i probably would put everything in my being in that kick i would try to break it in half with a kick where would you kick your wife <laughs> <laughs> just kidding the same place i always do a place that's covered up with pants or, or long sleeves <laughs> Uh, no, okay, so you would kick the big angry dog, and then we know dogs. So, so I would wager, like you wouldn't be like you're on your own. <laughs> no, I would probably try to get it in a chokehold of some sort. Yeah, something to disable the dog. I, I get that. I, I can relate. Okay, cat. I would probably just watch that because that'd be really funny. Okay, <laughs> right. I mean, she's gonna have some scratches, but nobody's ever been killed by a house cat. I agree with that. All right, squirrel. I'm definitely just watching that. Okay. That's really funny. Okay. Especially if it like gets in her pants. And she's like, oh. <laughs> Knowing your wife, I want to be there for that because there would be a lot. She hasn't of reacted that much about something being in her pants before we got married. <laughs> and that squirrel has more nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm t- All right. And a bigger next- dick. <laughs> All right, this next one gets serious. Shark. So that so this is I, I was I feared that we were going to get to this one. Yeah, because I I don't know if I've ever talked about this. I have a a phobia with sharks. Me too. Like sharks are the scariest things on earth. Yes, to me. Mm-hmm. That being said, if I was ever to join like a PETA esque organization, yeah, it would be to save the sharks because I think they're also beautiful animals me too and i hate it when they're getting killed and their fins cut off swear and ooh, that makes me so oh, mad just thinking too. about it but they're also terrifying that being said my wife is getting attacked by a shark yes i mean what do you do what can I, am i, I standing on the beach or are we on a boat we're on a boat you're on a boat you've both I'm probably just... knee-jerk reaction probably going in okay so you go in but i, I don't know what i would i mean you could what do you do yeah you can't do anything Good, good question. Then you're just the second entree. <laughs> exactly. 
I agree with you. I also have an unreasonable fear of sharks, like to the point where when I'm looking at like when I'm watch pe- pe- watching people scuba dive and they're like scuba diving and they're facing the camera, like they're like down in the depths and they're facing the camera. They're like, hey, I'm looking at the camera. All I can think is, hey, you're not looking at whatever's coming up from behind you. <laughs> hey, you're bot size to a great watt. All the time. And I yeah. don't know if you've ever seen the videos of how a great white stuns a seal like 30 miles an hour from 200 feet down and then just blows it toward the surface and then they're, hits the seal. They're not even, they're, they're aliens. Sharks are aliens. They're not even. It's, they're not even of this earth. It's amazing. Like they are, they're so deadly and so scary. And powerful. I know, blah, blah, blah. You'll probably get struck by lightning before you get attacked by a shark, blah, yeah, blah, blah. That's but, also true. But the, 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 just the thought. I mean, it's just so horrific. I watched one the other day that happened not too long ago, actually. I think it was last month. This shark was circling all of these scuba divers and it kept coming into this one guy and he wouldn't stop and he finally got him away and it was a bull shark pushes the bull shark away and then it circles around and it comes up underneath this other guy and just it looked like he was just like hey friend i'm just gonna grab onto your leg hey friend and that's because sharks do a test bite yeah his test bite removed this guy's calf muscle completely like yeah and that's just a nibble He's, this guy suddenly looked like a scuba diver from the ghost ship on Pirates of the Caribbean, like instantly, like his yeah. leg looked creepy. And it was it was amazing. I was just like, that is frightening how it's just like one and done. It's like, hey, friend, now you don't have a calf anymore to worry about. It was so weird. Okay, I got one more for you. Okay. Sharknado. Probably calling Helen Hunt. Yeah. I don't know what else you could do. Probably call Helen. She's not doing anything these days, probably. So That's all I, I would say in Bill Paxton, but R.I.P. He's got bigger problems. R.I.P. He's got Bill bigger Paxton. fish to fry. Yeah, he does. What is the line you always say from Clever Girl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a Jurassic Park. Yeah, Clever Girl. <laughs> Clever Girl. <laughs> all right. Here's some fun facts to know and share about the bite force of some of the animals on our list. All right. This one's not on the list. I don't know why I didn't put it on the list, but just to throw out some numbers because of we we all think these are all scary. American alligator bite force of two thousand nine hundred and eighty pounds per square inch, and then you can hold their mouth shut with two fingers. Exactly, it's like they have all the muscles going one way, but not the other way. It's amazing, yeah. and that's true. I know that you know that, but the listener, you can hold an alligator's mouth shut. With two fingers. Yeah. And they'll actually let you. They don't like let, try to shake away or anything. They're, they, they become very docile. That and then if you flip one over and like rub its belly, it'll go to sleep. Also, sharks do that too. They'll fall asleep if you get them turned upside down. It's just getting there. Just getting like, to that <laughs> point. <laughs> Which with this next that's, one. That's, that's what a lot of people, when they're getting attacked by sharks, they don't think about. You got to rub its belly. Yeah. I know your calf hurts. I know. <laughs> You just got to vigorously, you got to start rubbing its belly. Uh, all right. So the great white shark, 4,000 pounds of bite force per square inch. That's like having a Nissan Altima dropped. If, if it clamps onto your leg, yeah. a Nissan Altima dropping on your leg. On every square inch of your on leg. Every because that's important inch. to know is that every square inch is feeling that pressure. And that's yes. intense. Okay. I'm going to give you the pounds per square inch on this next one. 
and I want you to tell me which animal you think this is. 7,000 pounds per square inch. Now, I feel like that's a dog, and I'm going to go with a German Shepherd. Very close. Close relation. Squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not. Oh, bullshit. No. A squirrel, squirrel, based on its size and everything. Has a bite force of seven. Oh, based on its size, thousand okay. pounds per square inch. All right, and then this one will just—I uh, don't even know. This is like, like you said, these, these, some of these animals are just friggin' aliens. Saltwater crocodile, twenty-three thousand pounds per square inch. Twenty-three thousand pounds per square inch, and I don't just thinking of the structure of a skull that could take that much. Like, do you ever think about it? You know, just standing still. I'm two hundred and fifty pounds. Standing still. But the moment I like put any pressure, like if I was to bounce up and down, I'm I'm multiplying the amount of force on the ground, right? So if I did it on a scale, the scale yeah. would go up to like 340, 350, 315, 3, you know. So pushing. And then I think about that's amazing because my feet will take whatever I throw at it, you know? Yeah. Like that's that's crazy. These two little things on the ends of my body. I could hop off of the top of my Suburban onto my feet, and my feet are like, all right, what's next? We're built pretty crazy, animals I, are. I know this sounds impressive, but they've never measured me in a golden corral. <laughs> the bite force of me at a golden corral. Especially if I'm hungry. You know what? We're going to do it on the first episode of Kent and the Opera Famous, which is coming up in October. Yeah. Yep, October. So we're going to go to a golden corral? We will if we need to measure your bite force. Yeah. We'll do it. We should, because I've we- always wondered. Yeah, I think we do it. I'm going to write I can bite it down. a chicken bone in half. Bite force, golden corral. Got it. I've done it by accident. You bu- you bit a chicken bone in half on well, accident? You know how it is, You, especially when you're fat and you just like get blinders on. It's like <laughs> you don't even know what you're eating anymore. You just yeah. accidentally bit my child one time. <laughs> is that a golden corral? <laughs> don't don't get in Kent's way at Golden Corral. <laughs> yeah, like a hungry, hungry hippo. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, okay. <clears throat> Today we are traveling to Boca Raton, Florida, where unprovoked attacks by local predators like alligators and also 65-year-old single men who drive Chrysler Sebring convertibles is on the rise. As of 2021, the number of unprovoked alligator attacks is at an all-time high of Eight per year. This is just unprovoked attacks, too. This doesn't include yeah. what? <laughs> unprovoked. How, how many of them are? Pro- hey, alligator. Well, no, that's a good point because I was about to say this is Pussy. just. Un- this- <laughs> These are attacks where like nobody saw it coming. Okay. Right. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing caused it. So that's eight per year in Florida. That's not including attacks where someone's actions or mistakes caused the attack, like they stumbled into it or got in its way or, you know, yeah, like a college kid's like, look at alligator tail, you know, those types of people. That number's even higher. But up until recently, at least since 1948, when they began tracking the data on unprovoked alligator attacks, it's averaged about to only one fatality by alligator every three years in Florida. So it averages out to about one fatality for every three years in Florida since 1948. That is, until recently when two fatalities occurred just in 2022, 
so far peppered amongst an increased number of non-life-threatening, unprovoked attacks. So one of the reasons for these kinds of attacks is the makeup of the region. Florida is, uh, for those who have never been there or looked at a map or don't have Google Maps or Earth, Florida is dotted with vast pockets of water, both natural, man-made. Uh, many of the neighborhoods uh, in Florida front golf courses where they're bifurcated by bodies of water, ponds, small lakes, marshes, and other bodies of water that have certain names. Living amongst this geographic texture are a few species that essentially are at odds with one another all the time. These include apex predators like alligators, who are able to travel across land and thus end up residing in a large portion of the bodies of water in Florida, both large and small bodies of water, and both small and large bodies of alligators. And even swimming pools sometimes. They do. They'll show up. I've seen them in toilets. I don't know how that happens, but it does. But since the alligators have no natural predators in these areas, they breed quite successfully and continue to... What? What are you eating? Nothing. What are... Are you talking to me? Yeah. I'm just saying you've seen them in toilets. Oh. <laughs> that was a joke where you pooped an entire alligator. Oh. <laughs> See? Uh, I and that's get called it. a that's a jokey joke. That's you, a jokey joke. You said I've seen them in toilets and then I said what are you eating insinuating that you pooped an entire living alligator. Alligator. And I'm going to make that just so you know, I'm going to make that super funny in the edit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> so they they pop they propagate throughout the state's land and water. They're everywhere. But you contrast that with another species of animal, old humans. These also live near the bodies of water, often separated only by small strips of manicured lawn flanked by garden gnomes and plastic flamingos, largely in the twilight of their development as humans. Trump 2020. <laughs> Thin blue line. <laughs> Largely in the twilight of their development, old people are not apex predators. These are easily caught, and their liquid diets make them easily digestible, not to mention their propensity to garden with wanton disregard. They can be found pushing the limits of safety as they tend to vast tracts of begonias just out of striking distance of the larger, more agile alligators waiting just offshore. But recently... This fragile balance between predator and pensioner was increased by some encounters that threw the score in the favor of the alligators. And that's where we'll begin today's call. So this call was placed on July 15th, 2022, 7.47 p.m. An odd time for this type of incident, as much of Florida's old people's species had already bedded down for the night. But there was a little energetic 80-year-old gardening maverick named Rose Wygand. What time was it? 7.47 p.m. Oh, yeah. Most of them had dinner already at 3. She doesn't go to sleep because she saw the sun was setting. She told the night when it was done. She closed her eyes when she had had her way with the begonias, and she finally called it a night when and only when the last traces of asper cream had finally given off its final wisps of scent. She was in charge, Rose. At seven port, <clears throat> like that's the one place I need to clap. <laughs> Just leave that in. <laughs> Probably will. You said ass. I meant asper cream. I said asper cream. Butt per cream. That sounds like a whole website right there. What is asper cream? 
As for, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm sorry. <laughs> At 7.47 p.m., Rose Wigand was still in the thick of it, literally, as she trimmed the vegetation. Literally, as she trimmed the vegetation at the edge of her lawn, in sheer defiance of the massive lizard lounge that had congregated just... I've never seen somebody try so hard to make an 80-year-old woman trimming begonias try to sound it so, like, hardcore and exciting. I was channeling my inner Tarantino for this line. Yeah, you just got to show her feet a lot. In sheer defiance of the massive lizard lounge. Talk about her feet! (laughs) Just feet from her in the waterline. How about that? Okay, yeah. And then, another feet joke. Not feet joke. And then she lost footing. And that's where we begin this call. Are you ready for me to press play? I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you are, but swear and push that button, Daddy. Push oh my all God. In. Push it. Here we go. Nine one one. What's the location of the emergency? Go. Oh, lady just ran. Okay, okay, sir. What is your address? I'm on the golf course at Boca Royale. Do you, know the, do you know the address? I'm a, but I'm out on the golf course. Greenwood. I tried to swim in and get her. Almost drowned. Oh, God. Okay. This is a call. Call the clubhouse. Boca Royale Golf Course, Eaglewood. Okay. They'll get somebody out here. Oh, God. I think I'll have a heart attack. Okay. That's call number one. Part Call part number one. Yeah. Now, I don't want to... I don't want to ruin the end here, but this is, this lady does eventually, I believe, end up losing her hand in this. It's on a golf course, right? Yeah. That the alligator took her. She loses her hand, changes her name to Chubbs, <laughs> and ends up helping Adam Sandler win the PGA Tour. Nope. Different one. <laughs> close. Very close. Uh, this sounds like the uh, origin story of Happy Gilmore of... <laughs> Carl Weathers' character. Uh, okay, so, so far in this call, we have a couple characters. We've got the man who's called. The oldest sounding old man ever. Very old man sounding. Uh, he is out of breath. Yeah. Always, though. It has nothing to do with the alligator. He was golfing. So I, I kind of got to give it to this guy. Like, he was on the sixth hole of this golf course. So this, you know, this guy's walking around. He's doing better than a lot of others. Seven, he's 70 years old. Yeah. He told the dispatcher that he had already been in the water to try to rescue her. Okay? So that's this guy. And he's out of breath. And then we have the dispatcher. Okay? Those are the two characters so far. Let's continue with more of the call. And then there's the alligator. They haven't shown up yet. <laughs> Bert. Here we go. I think I want to pass now. Okay, okay sir. Just stay on the line with me. Oh. Oh God. Oh. Sir, stay on the line with me. Don't hang up. I, I'm, I'm oh, gonna get you help. Okay, sir. Tell me exactly what happened. 
playing the six hole and this lady was across the water looked like she was trimming the edge and she fell in she was screaming I tried to get to her and she went under I just couldn't find her I thought I was going to die oh god my chest hurts I'm 70 years old Okay, okay, so so you are calling for um, medical for the lady, right? For the female? Or do, do you need an ambulance? She's gone. She's gone. She's under the water. Oh, God. I don't think I'm going to make it. Right, so stand by, okay. All right. Well. Oh, this is haunting. What uh, thoughts so far? Uh, th- thoughts are, yeah, this was originally about the woman getting eaten by an alligator, but now I'm having a heart attack. Right? Okay. This is a SNL skit. You've already picked up on what I what began and continues to panic me as I listen to this call. Right? You, you're picking up on the same thing. Like this guy, she's gone. Yeah, that's already that. That story is already ended. Yes. There's not even... Uh, There's no question. Not a lot of people know this, but how old is the lady? 80. Yeah, I can't hold their breath a lot mm, underwater. No. No. Or at all. Nope. Bl- so, bless her. Bless her heart. That's a wash already. Yeah. But now this guy's having a heart attack. He's just witnessed an old lady eaten by an alligator. Yes. And now he's having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And things are amiss down at the golf course. I would say. All right, so... Keeping exactly what you th- what you've perceived to be on top of that, he was probably shooting. Uh, he was already double bogey. You know what? At one point, and I can't remember if it was in the call, so I'll go ahead and say it. He said he would he he had he had greened on hole six, so that's impressive. Which means that basically, yeah, he was on the green at hole six, and when he saw this whole thing go down. All right. There's what we got so far. You and I are on the same page with the, what I would say is probably the more pressing matter, right? Okay. Here's the, the next. heart attack. Yep. Here's the yeah. next part. Here we go. Help! Oh God! Hey, I hear stay on the line with me. Can't breathe. Are you at that location now? I'm on the golf course. Okay. Almost at the green. Hole six. Okay. Not a lot to talk about in between this, this clip, but really driving home the point that this guy is dying. Yeah, I mean, he sounds like me just at a rest. (laughs) In line at Chipotle. Peeled an apple. (laughs) Right. All right, here's the next one. Well, that's around the golf course. How many people are in the water? One lady. She looked elderly. 
Oh, God. I'm sending someone to help you now. Stay on the line. I'll tell you exactly what to do next. Listen carefully. This could be a very dangerous situation. Do not go in the water. I've already been in the water. Okay. How long have they been there? It's been about, ten, I don't know, five or ten minutes. It was oh, four or five minutes before I got back in to the shore and called you. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, can can you see the person? No. I can't see anything. I'm laying down. I can't get up. Okay. Okay, what 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 was the uh, last location of the person was seen? In the water, under the water. She went under. Oh, you sir, stand in line with me. I'm I I do have help on the way. Okay, I think I need oxygen. Can't breathe. I can't get a breath. Okay. How much time has passed since since you last saw the person? I don't know, about five minutes before I called you. Maybe four. What is the exact location the person entered the water? Beside me. Okay, is there a growing feeling that you that you have at this point? Is there any? I'm not trying to lead you one way or another by uh, the by the nose, but is there any growing a feeling you've got about anything? I mean, I hope this hope this nine one one call operator can hold it together. <laughs> She's really panicking. She really is. She, I mean, I know that you're supposed to be enthusiastic about your job, but yeah, calm down. Serious like six notches. You know, and this guy's, uh, by the way, having a heart attack. Having a like heart attack. Asking him questions about the woman that's 100% dead already. 100% where dead. Where exactly did she go into the water? Like where, like, if you had to look, blades of grass, count the grass. <laughs> Is there a tree? And, it, you know, this guy just wants to go, that's a wash. <laughs> Let's put that on the back burner. No longer the issue. Right. Oh, so, like, at this, at the point where she, she asks him for visual cues, and he says, I can't see anything. I'm laying down, and I can't get up. She he's continues. Like, she's like, visual cues. He's like, that one looks like a rabbit. <laughs> and <laughs> that one is a cumulus. <laughs> and it And everything is starting to go dark. Everything and it is going dark because it's almost eight o'clock. I am all for you being stoic in your job, but at this point, I feel like have you ever been standing by somebody who's super smug and you're in a group and you can tell because you're a funny guy and I I think I'm I try to be funny in public and sometimes I'll be in a group and I'll be I'll be the funny guy and there's somebody who's smug and doesn't want to acknowledge anything i'm saying because they don't want to respond as if i'm funny yes and they just kind of ignore you like you're a ghost yeah i feel like this has gotten to that point where the dispatcher is like it almost seems intentional that she's ignoring the fact that this guy's dying (laughs) hold on just a minute i need to get a prop like carrot top here for just a minute (laughs) okay (laughs) 
Fortunately, this isn't important to the viewer. They don't need to see this. Right. But I have nightmares about this. Yeah. Right. This is a nightmare for me mm-hmm. to die listening to this. Mm-hmm. And where's that at? Mm-hmm. Last place. <laughs> Haunting. She's on Discord. <laughs> She's... Okay, guys, I'm going to have to be AFK for a second. This guy might actually be dying. The other thing that it reminded me of is, have you of late had the blessed opportunity to be in a store where a Gen Z aged person is working. Well, let's see here. What age range is Gen Z? So that's somebody born between 97 and 2012, people between the ages of 10 and 25. Yeah. Uh, yes, I have. I'm guessing that this conversation is getting ready to go into cranky old guy territory where you're like, what happened to work ethic? In a in a way, yeah. Because I don't I don't know if you've had this experience, but and I would even say the younger part of Gen Z, like they're barely old enough to start working. There is no independent thought going on in their head. The other day, I was standing inside of a store. There were four registers. Three of them had people at them, and they were being helped. And there was this girl, couldn't be seventeen. Standing there, next to the fourth register, folding stuff. Just folding. And, and like, she looks up and sees me, and she just keeps folding. Yeah. And any other generation or age group, I'd be like, okay, now you're just folding, and you saw me. In my head, I'm like, now you're being a jerk. Like, like you are a control freak, or you're having a bad day or something. I can't even say that that about this person. I literally felt like I would, like TikTok was the operating system in her brain. I felt like that's what it was. It was like there was no awareness yeah. of the fact that she's like that she should just go. Oh, I will stop this task and take care of our priority, which is a customer. <laughs> I remember when I first got my job, we had to walk uphill. Both ways, okay, right. barefoot, okay, in the snow. But and one time there was hot magma, and <laughs> and we didn't have shoes. They hadn't invented them yet. All right, I'm going to play the next the next part, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Where like this has gone over the top, like like it's almost unexplainable how ignorant to the current pressing issue this dispatcher is. Here, here's the next part. It's almost like she's not even listening to what's happening. Like, you are focusing on the wrong problem here. Yeah. It's almost like she heard woman, woman went under the water, and that was the last thing she heard. That was like... She's on her phone. Why is he breathing so hard? What a creep. Stop it. Syncopated breathing annoys me. <laughs> Especially when that syncopated breathing starts slowing down like you're doing, sir. It's annoying. I always feel like, too, and this comes up a lot mm. on these calls, one thing is, like, I feel like let them know, like, the sitch. Let them know what's going on. Like, let them know, hey, yeah, is somebody in route? Are you even listening to me? Yeah. Uh, have the police been notified? Is there an ambulance on the way? Are you tracking with what's going on here? I'm fucking dying, lady. Well, okay, she said, and and I'm not even saying this to give her credit, but she said, 
I have help on the way. But never once has she attributed that help to him or anything. Also, in between the last 30 seconds of him panting, I went on Google and went, how to help someone that is having a heart attack. I am now more prepared to help this guy because of a Google search than this lady has been in this whole call. I know things I could tell him to actually help him to not have a heart attack right now. She's done none of that. I would them. guess elevate your feet. Sit up. S- sitting will actually ease the strain on the heart. If you can lean against something like a tree or a chair or a wall, that will also help. Sir, do you? Because sometimes when the pain hits and everything, it's all that you can think about. Sir, do you have any aspirin on you? Could you chew an aspirin? No. Do you have nitroglycerin? Which, if they've had heart problems, they might have had those things. But not a question yet to try to help the guy with the the unticking ticker. We'll just see if it continues. How about that? Boomers. Here we go. Hello. Okay, okay, sir. Is it north or south of the intersection of Gulfview Drive and North Cayman Isles Boulevard? Is it north I don't or south? Do you know? Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. 06. The sixth hole on Boca Royal, Boca Golf Course. Hole six. Okay. No, help me. You said hole six, sir? What do you think? <laughs> what do you want me to do for you? My wife's calling 911. Stay on the phone. Okay. The woman fell in the water. She drowned. Okay. I tried to Sir, get her. Sir, call her. Can you hear me? And she's talking to you. Yeah, this is... Okay. Okay, I I I do still have some questions for the for the man that called. I I do, I do have help on the way, though, okay? Okay. How? Are you okay? I can't breathe. What do you want me to do for you? I tried to get her. I almost Where's she at? She's under the water. She's, she's under the water right here? She's gone. Oh, damn. She was on the other side. My wife's calling me now. She's calling 911, too. Okay. Okay, how far from the shore are they? Okay. All right. Okay, you got to tell me. Is this real life? Like, is this right? This guy really was a piece of shit. Like, in another life. He must have been. Like, the, like this was, is karma. Like, it's going to hit you in a really weird way, Willard, because when you're dying in your next life, I'm going to make sure nobody helps you. Like, that's the curse that was put on this guy. This guy runs up. He's like, what's happening? He's like, I'm having a heart attack. And he's like, okay. And then he jumps in the water. (laughs) Go get the body off. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on? And then to top it all off, there's now somebody there that could actually help the heart attack guy, right? Yeah. So even if the dispatcher was like, well, it's hard to have you help yourself, which it's not. I already have four things based on my Google search that I could tell her, tell him to do. Now you have another person there that might help the guy that's having a heart attack. She tells that guy, uh, excuse me, excuse me. I still have some questions for the guy that called. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Yeah. I want to strangle her. The old lady is now on the back burner. Yeah. This is, we'll deal with that. Late. I mean, that's not time sensitive anymore. No, that isn't. The next question I ever met: Where is she currently located? Um, she's at the North Shore and the South Shore. At the bottom. That's where she's at. The pond is stew. It's it's rose stew. Now, okay, let's move on. But no, no, she doesn't want to move on. Okay, next part. Do you think she's going to move on? Let's find out. <laughs> she's on Tinder. Here we go. 
Well, we're on the sixth hole of Boca Royale, and then there's a canal right on the sixth hole. And this gentleman said a woman's drowned in that right on the canal. They're in the okay. canal. Okay, but how far from the shore are they? Can can, can you ask him? Uh, how far from the shore? Do you know, or from the canal? Fifty feet. Fifty feet, maybe. Can you see her if I go over there? I don't. She was underwater. I swam out there. I couldn't get her. Oh, damn. Okay, okay, sir. Do you do you have a sir? Do you have a street address? Yeah. That we can use. Yeah, go. Uh, I'm in in Boca Royale. Maybe get on that side of the canal. Well, if I can't get her, she's under the water. Okay, my wife just said they're on their way. You stay here. I'm gonna go see. There's a woman that's drowned over here. Oh. I'll be right there. I want to see. Oh god. Oh my. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could have got to her. Oh. Oh. Okay, sir. Yes. Okay. D <sighs> Describe the person's appearance and clothes. The woman. I was, at, I was a good, I was, eighty, ninety yards away on the green. She was, she was working around the edge. She looked like she was late eighties, thin, gray hair. She fell over the side. The other side was coming out for me. What? Oh God. Can't get a breath. Do you, do you, do you know what she was wearing? No, I don't. Okay, uh, can I point something out? Yeah. Why do, especially this one, operators act like the people that are going to be coming for help are blind and they need to feel <laughs> their way to the. Like, okay, how many inches yeah. would you if you did if you did paces? What we're what I'm going to need my paramedics to do? They're going to walk to the water until they feel <laughs> splashing, and then they're going to turn north. And how many paces would you say you are from the? Just look for the fucking people waving their hands, the crowd that's gathered because there's a guy having a heart attack. And by the way, it's on hole six. He's on the green. That's like a 50-square-yard place in the middle of a field. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. This is not even as hard as a street. Like, if, if I had to tell somebody where I'm currently at, I'd have more of a problem telling them where on my street I am because I'm in a house. Especially when you're having a heart attack. Yeah. There is no more exact than being able to get somebody within, let me tell you, 353 yards in the same grass field as where I'm at, because that's how long hole six is at this golf course. Three hundred. You can see him from the tee. Yeah. So, and there's no more exacting map you need than the name of the golf course and hole six. That's it. Boom. Oh, oh. That's all you need. Also, guess what? The whole place you can drive on it because it's built that way. <laughs> it's a field. You don't even need a road. You could literally drive across all of these greens. All of if them. If you hit a sand trap, you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> the other thought I had is I'm panicking for everyone involved in this except for the dispatcher is maybe well, she's, she's being hard enough on herself. <laughs> it almost hit me like, okay, maybe she is being she has a she has a ghost 
support. Like there's somebody with the headphone on that's sitting next to her and, and she's got to take this call. But I can't even get there because at, at this point, the, the person that's helping her would have been like, I got to take over because a guy's having a heart attack and no one's, no one's addressed. So it's, it's like they had bring your kid to work, bring your Gen Z to work day at the dispatcher office and her mom went to the vending machine and she took a call. That's how this is playing out. Like, it's unbelievable. I just don't understand the obsession with the inch, exact inch location in a place where you can see the victim from 300 yards in any direction. Yeah. Listen, my paramedics, they're all blind. They're going to be feeling with their <laughs> fingers for you. Yeah. If you could, they're going to yell Marco. You say polo, but they're going to need to start at the pond. So when they, they're going to walk till they hear water, then they're going to turn. You start screaming polo, they'll reach out with their arms and start feeling around. They might get on their hands and knees. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll upgrade that even. I, I thought, okay, I'll throw one more devil's advocate at this thing. Maybe the dispatcher is asking, asking for this level of specificity. Because she's like a freaking dog on a bone with the gal that's drowned in the water. Because she says, how far from shore, right? And I was like, okay. Okay, maybe she's trying to determine whether or not she needs to enlist additional first responders like scuba. Like, yeah. Maybe, right? Okay, yeah. here's the problem. Here's the problem with that. On a golf course, the water traps, the water on a golf course, not Loch Ness. Not deep. <laughs> okay, that's fair, but... Devil's Advocate, she probably isn't aware of that. Oh, boy. she's. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say Devil's Advocate. She's not aware of a whole lot. A whole lot. And I kind of hope she listens to this episode. <laughs> if nothing else, just play the callback, lady. Okay. And if you like it, we have a Patreon. <laughs> um, Patreon.com forward slash 1159 media. We have extra shows there, Dispatcher, you can listen to, to maybe get some ideas on how to do your job a little better. Okay, I got a couple more. I got a couple more. By the way, still no update on help. Nope. Still no. Is nope. anybody coming? Have you even sent this report up yet? That's what's always f frustrating to me for these people is they're asking for help, and they never let them know, yeah, we, they have been notified. Ambulances are on the way. T-minus seven minutes. Yeah. ETA six minutes. Right. Just keep in mind they're going to be on their hands and knees feeling around <laughs> like an anteater because they're, none of them have eyes. It's going to look a lot like an old Bruegel painting where everyone is just holding each other's hand and they're all falling in a ditch. It's going to look like that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we're into round six on this call. Let's see if she redeems herself at all. Here we go. Oh. Yeah, you're right. Uh, what, what can I do for you? Uh, just need air. Okay, okay, sir. I I am sending you help as well. Okay. Okay. And I I see the woman. She's just floating in the water, about fifty feet. Okay. You, okay. So so you can see her now. Yeah, I can see the body. Yeah. And I would jump in, but I mean, she's dead. And no, do, do not do not jump in the water. Okay, good. But I see the body, and I hear some sirens, too. I can hear them come in. Are you going to be all right? If I could just... Do you want me to lift you up or anything? No, I better... Okay. Is anyone injured? Are you doing all right? 
Do you need any help at all? I think I drank some of that water. I tried I got to her, I just couldn't find her. Maybe bring a what's your name? Maybe bring a backup plane on the ground. Okay, I, I do I do I do have help on the way for him and the and the female as well. Okay, good. Okay, okay well do you want me to stay on the line with you or what do you want to do? Okay, okay, yes, sir. Stay on the line with me. Okay. Okay, I, I am just going to give you some instructions. I'll stay on the line sure. with you as long as I can. If it's safe to okay. do so, keep all bystanders sure. away from the area and meet the firefighters in a safe location. Do not approach or enter any hazardous or dangerous areas. If anything okay. worsens in any way, just let me know and tell me when the firefighters get there, okay? Okay. Body's floating over there. Try to help her. There's a woman right over there floating. Yeah. Okay, tell me if I'm wrong. Okay, so she did for the first time in 8,000 minutes say, I have help coming for you and yeah. for the woman. Yeah. Okay, good. Box checked. Also, though, did it sound like the last part she was reading, like she was reading back his order? Yeah. Like, all right, I've got a number three large size with a Dr. Pepper, no onions and no mayo on that. And also you got two extra fries. Was it two extra and fries? And once again... In this situation, if it's me, I do sound like this call. So do that again. Do what you just did. All right. I've got you here for a number three large size with two extra fries and a large Coca-Cola. Yeah, and a super size of fries. Yeah. Also, Okay. And I've also got you with a large cheese curd. Hold the curd. Extra grease, please. Okay. All right. Did you get the ice cream? Yeah, I got the ice cream, extra nuts on the bottom. Got that. Also, I've got you with a, a an ice cream cone with meat. That sounds good. <laughs> That's I never thought. Yeah, seriously. I mean, she's. I just feel so bad for this old man. I know. I, feel, I got. So I, for, even if it survives, he's got. He's going to have nightmares about trying to save this woman and not being able to. Yeah. But just this is this is horrible. She. She. He kind of has. Um. You know. I'm sure, like, okay, again, I just want to say the dispatcher should be telling the other guy, all right, here's what you can do to help the guy that's having a heart attack, you know, but nothing. And I feel like we are now at a point where this is no longer questioning, is he having a heart attack? He is definitely having a heart attack. Yeah, definitely. All right, a little bit more. Here we go. Was she alive when you went out there? Yes. She was? Yes. Damn. That's why I got to her. She went under. God damn it. God damn it. Okay, sir. Um, have have a, some someone uh, get the uh, medics when they get there, or flag them down if you can. Yeah, I'll flag them down. Okay. We're the only ones. Back. We're on a golf course. We're no, I, I I understand. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is awful. <clears throat> I'm walking over there now. Okay. Yeah, I can see the gator floating in the water, so I'm not going. Like, so I'm not going in there. I think she might have went under. Yeah, I can see a gator right, <laughs> right in front of me. Um, I, I, I could kind of see. Yeah, I, I can see her. I could see a part of her body. Well, she, I could see. Shit. Yeah. There's something floating around here now. Oh my God! Is that her? Yeah, that's her. Yeah, she just came to the top. 
damn it. And there's a gator 20 yards from her. <clears throat> That's awful. Oh, my, you know, there's a gator right next to her. That's what's floating her up. Oh, no. Yeah, that's the movement. There's a gator right next to her head or some part of her body. And there's another one, too. Damn. I can hear the sirens. I just don't see anybody yet. Okay. All right, just, just stand in line with me, sir. Damn. Those gators don't waste any time. Oh, okay, sir. Can I can I can I have you uh ver verify the address or a that you're at? Yeah, I'm, or I'm right on. I, yeah, I'm right on the sixth hole, so I'm on the the seventh circle of hell. That's, oh my god! That's what they ended up calling here. I'm pretty sure. Two things here. Two things. You know what you stopped hearing? Breathe it. Oh, I didn't even think about that. The Isn't guy. That? Because Jeff Spicoli, who's now monologuing about the alligators and he the lady. He sounds like he's watching somebody cook a meal badly. <laughs> he's, so like, he's like, oh, like, oh, Spagaris. Oh, oh, God damn. Dang. Oh, you're not going to want to sear it that way. Oh, time with those peas. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Oh, and then man. he looks down and realizes that he's accidentally with been standing with his Hey Dude shoe on this 70-year-old man's gobbler neck. Just... And he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, bro. Sorry. Sorry, Spicoli's sorry. Anyway, I'm just blown away. Also, the gong. This is the most flabbergasted. <laughs> we've done so many calls. <laughs> and this is... The, the thing is, this, this should have been news about a woman... Worst episode of Punked. <laughs> ever <laughs> yeah, okay i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna tell you one thing more that'll blow your mind about this is in researching this every single news report you find on this is about a woman that was eaten by an alligator not a mention about this guy I do have a question. Yeah. Did she just fall into the water and then drowned, and now the alligator's messing around with the body, or was she pulled into the water by an alligator? Okay, I'm going to cut to the chase because the, I, I had one more part of the call, but it's just as maddening as the rest, and it just it basically closes it out because they they end up driving across the green to the people, yeah. and then to the, the place lady's that like, was described 27 times. Yeah, and then she's like, "Okay, I'm going to let you go." That's it. I wanted to get that part in there because I wanted to have everybody want to punch her in the face a little more. But I'm going to go and fast forward. To, okay, so here's what happened. She's trimming her. She's trimming her her garden. <gasps> Ooh, man, that's hard to say when you're talking about an old person. She's trimming up her garden. <clears throat> also, not realistic. <laughs> Never going to happen. She slips, goes into the water, immediately attacked. Oh, so it was initial slip. She wasn't dragged into the water. No, by she slipped and made it into the water and then splash, 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 attack, attack. Two alligators, one eight and a half feet long and the other over seven feet long, grab her, and then she's killed. The death was attributed to several cervical spine dislocations 
and damage to her spinal cord. Now, that that on paper that sounds like 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 a thing. Like, okay, she okay, she had some dislocations in her cervical spine. It could be on the on a scale of one to ten, cervical spine dislocations could be a couple things, subdermal, right? Obviously, you know, her 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 spine was broken. Or on a scale of one to ten, ten. Have you ever seen the movie Predator? <laughs> yeah, a million times. It could be that where it was dislocated, but like from her whole body. And in this case, she she uh, the important cause of to point death, out though an eighty year old spine that's like a boiled carrot. Yeah, right. Not hard to do. So there's damage to her spinal cord, several cervical spine dislocations. Uh, the 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 death was uh, considered to be accidental. Here's a weird one, and this is I don't understand this thing, and and I really should do some more science research on this to see if it's a thing because I know with like certain animals like a bear for example if a bear gets too used to people and then a bear attacks a person or a tiger or a lion if they attack a person and kill them they get a taste for that they'll actually start actively hunting ferrets are the same way carrots are the same way ferrets oh ferrets (laughs) are they just gangs of ferrets going around. I've always heard. <laughs> anyway, so I know those animals do that. So when that when that kind of thing happens, like in the in the wilderness, if a bear attacks a man and kills or a person and kills him, the 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 rangers will go out and find that animal yeah. and they'll euthanize it. Yeah. But they did that with these two alligators. But but to to just put this in perspective those aren't the only two alligators in this water but they find the two alligators and they euthanize the two alligators which to me feels more like a revenge move or optics yeah. like a like an optic thing like that people want to see that in the news report as opposed to it just being anything logical because they're lizards yeah they don't know any different they're and, politicians and they're not going to go stalking people after this, you know? They're they're looking to put something in their belly to digest it over the next week and a half, and it could be anything. Anyway. Did the old man make it? Uh, he had a heart attack. Did he survive? He survived. Okay, good. So we got, I mean, that's one for humans. But he had a heart attack. We got both the gators. Also, I, I hope he's listening to this, because if he doesn't know this already... He's probably got a lawsuit here oh, because sure. I don't know if you know this, but when you have a heart attack, very similar, very similar to other other issues in the body where once it goes, when it, once it gets to a certain point, your body continues to damage itself. So like if you have a heart attack, catching it early is much better than catching it late into the heart attack because you could damage nerves, you could damage the muscles, you could damage arteries, every, like your brain could be damaged. So the more time that goes on untreated, the worse you are off, right? This guy could have a lawsuit on his hands because there's an 18-minute vi- uh, audio file of nobody helping this guy. He could own that golf course by the end of this. And the Gators. Also, I'm still just, I'm so flabbergasted by the fact that none of the news reports mention this guy 
unbelievable. I was just like, I couldn't believe it. I thought for sure we had like a a call plus a happy ending all in one. And then I was astonished to find nothing on this man. Not a thing. Poor guy. You know, and he's already saying stuff that leads me to believe that this is going to haunt him until the day he actually does bite it. Yeah. Like, he, you could hear him murmuring to, ah, just couldn't get to her. Just couldn't, like, that's... One article attributed him as anonymous hero. But I know he's not anonymous because his voice, his name is on the call. Yeah. So, just just amazing. All around, just like a, a jaw dropper from the beginning to the end. Anyway. And, uh, you know, to the 911 operator in this, uh, I do want to extend. I mean, I hope you're you're okay. Yeah. Um, mentally, I know that this really bothered you a lot. And um, at least you finally nailed down that location. And whoever was the support. Nailed the location. She nailed it. Fine. Ultimately. Like, I would guess this. You know how much she nailed that location? The first time he told her where it was, she wrote it down. And by the 17th time, she had done what we all do in high school when we're bored. We, like, traced over the letters. Yeah. She's putting ears. It was not just traced over, but she had, like, done the vines coming out of the numbers and yeah. the letters. and Doing that S thing beside it where yeah, you make three S lines and then another three lines. And a couple ACDCs next to that yep. S and, yeah, all the things. So, I'm just, uh, if I if I were you, I would swear at her. I'd give her the big a big F word right now, but I'm not you, so. So, you got a happy ending? I do have a happy ending. <laughs> I know what you're fishing for there. I'm I was not fishing buy. for you to swear for me. I know you were. But I'm not going <laughs> to fucking do it. Okay, fine. All right, here's a happy ending. This one's pretty funny. What's the dumbest nickname you can think of for a pet? Like, what's what's one that whenever Dildo. you hear that's pretty dumb that's pretty dumb what's one that when you hear it it's just almost a punchable offense for you like when you hear somebody say their name of their dog and it's cupcake yeah that one's pretty bad i also believe i kind of misstepped because you know how like they they say they can go back to any year and be like this was a really popular name for kids back in that year and then you're like oh i didn't really realize that everybody in 1996 was naming their boys jason yeah. But yet you did it too. I named my dog Stella, and it's apparently very, very common right now. Stella? Stella. It's a very common name it, with, with little cute dogs. So And strippers. She also has a whole lot of nicknames. Like, I never call her Stella. I call her Puppy Johnson. Um, and Bean Bean has somehow gone from baby Stella to just calling her Bebetel. Bebetel. And so now all of her friends, when they're over playing with Bean Bean, they call the dog Babitel. And this dog is so confused, I'm sure. Puppy Johnson, Stella. Um, my wife calls her Stella Patella Femur. I mean, I don't know. They're just so, dogs must just have a really rough life because every name that they have, they also have like 11 attributed nicknames. Nicknames. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like any nicknames? Like me with my dad growing up. <laughs> He played it off like nicknames, but what was really happening is he couldn't remember your nicknames. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm crying well, with Tommy you. Well, swung on me. thought I was a drug dealer. <laughs> Dang. No. Dad did try to drag me out into the front yard one time and, quote, beat your ass like a man. <laughs> wow. I was 16. I was 15. I was 15. I'm sorry. Dang. Dang. That's hard. 
He told me he was going to drag me out, and then he tried, and I ended up locking myself in a room. I don't think I've ever said this about my dad, but um, in the 80s and 90s, my dad would, he wore these, like, uh, workout pants, but they were like a... They're like a, a like a parachute pant material, like MC so they, Hammer pants. Yeah, like swishy, and you, we called him his swishy pants because whenever he walked, you'd hear. Yeah. Well, we knew when we were in trouble as kids because we'd be sitting there, and all of a sudden you'd hear, and we're like swishy pants, <laughs> and then you'd hear you little shits. <laughs> There's two common themes that my dad would say, and I'm 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 quoting somebody else so I can say that. He would say, and only only when he was apex angry, he would say, "You little shits," and then he would also say, "That's my wife you're talking to," and that one always got us because it was like the most father bear. It's your mom, yeah, because we'd be like talking back to mom or something, and he'd be like, "That's my wife you're talking to." That's such a weird thing to say to your children. <laughs> I know, but it worked because we were like, oh. I'm not even part of the family right now because he's like, he's made it very clear. I'm on the outs with him. It was very, it was very powerful when he, when he did that. Did I ever tell you about finding dad's pot plants? No. So whenever we'd get a drought, I would go down to the lake, which dad lived close to there and go into the cattails and run grass carp up onto the bank. Right. How do you do that? You just chase them through the mud. And oh, no, it's shallow right water. Up. This is during a drought, so the water level would be real low. I see. Okay. And I would just chase them up onto the bank, and uh, I would just catch a bunch of grass carp. And they're useless. They're useless fish. But down there in the cattails one time, I found a big five-gallon bucket of uh, weed that was growing in the cat in a clearing that had been made in the cattails. Huh. Me and my buddy, Aura, was his name. So it broke some off. We knew we had stumbled upon something. We didn't know exactly what weed was, but we knew it wasn't good if they're hiding it and growing it in cattails down by the lake. <laughs> we took some off and took it up, and my grandpa was up there on the porch, and I was like, look at what we found. And then Dad came out, and he's like, where'd you find that at? <laughs> I was like, it was down there. And he's like, well, you don't you touch that anymore. Whoever's growing that, they wouldn't like you messing with it. <laughs> See, you made fun of me the other day because I wanted to show my mom the pot that I found, but you went and showed your grandpa. Uh, uh, the difference? <laughs> I was like nine. You were 41. <laughs> Touche. Touche. That happened last week. Have I played? I haven't played the happy ending yet. Let's play the happy ending. It's pretty funny. It, uh, it, uh, per my question about dog nicknames, here we go. Ready? For me to hit play on this? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Push it. <laughs> ah, little stuff is... Yes. What's his nose? And I can't catch him. Pardon me? Ronald's dog is loose. Butchie. He told me to watch Butchie for him, and Butchie got away from me. Well, where is Butchie he's going? On, he's, on, he's on his knees. Would you guys please help me find Bitchy for a ride and beat my butt? No, we can't. I'm sorry. Yeah, we can't find Bitchy. Well, we can't help you on something like that because we're the police department and we have to handle burglars and criminals. Sorry. Gosh, Butchy's gone. Well, you'll have to go find Butchy yourself or get somebody else to help you find Butchy. Gosh, okay, thank okay, you. Okay, okay, bye. <laughs> this is a prank call. I don't know. This is a prank call. The thing, the thing about it is, like everything that came out of her mouth. If you saw that on paper, 
take away the accent, and if you saw it on paper, you'd be like, oh, a three-year-old called 911. Yeah. Because that's beyond, like, not under, not good, gra- not solid grasp of the English language. That's like three-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> this is a prank called by somebody that isn't funny. Yeah. I almost want to agree with you there. But there's this me like, being the... This person is, like, when they were 12 years old, they were the person that would do prank calls by, you would answer, and they would go, fart. And then they would hang up. Yeah. Or the, but now they're 38. Yeah. And doing they're, it they've still. evolved to a saying. You know, they listen to one Roy D. Mercer... <laughs> they they still have the cassette of Roy D. Mercer. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, hilarious. His were How hilarious. Boy, are you? Yeah. <laughs> they bought the Jerky Boys album, yeah. and this is them trying to be funny, but nobody else is laughing. You know what wasn't funny is in uh, one of my areas when I lived down in one of the cities, Starkville, Mississippi. When I lived in Starkville, Mississippi, there was a gal that was. A significant amount younger than me, like young enough where I would have gone to jail if anything ever happened. Um, she had a massive crush on me. And she, when I when I was moving from the town, she was like, will you promise, will you come back? Will you come back? And I was like, well, yeah, I'll come back and visit. She's like, no, I, you know, I really like you and I would like you to come back. You know, my parents, my parents love you. You know that. And I'm like, yeah, I love your parents. They're awesome. Will you come back? And I'm like, I'll come back and visit. And it was so hard to shake this weird little girl. She had a special needs school? Why did she talk like that? No, she was just Southern. Oh, that's it. (laughs) That was it. Anyway, fast forward. Thanks, (laughs) man. Fast forward. I come home. I move home. And I got married. And this is years later. Like years. Like three, four years later. 3 a.m. For like four nights in a row. I got phone calls from this gal. This gal calls me 3 a.m. From Starkville, Mississippi. And all she would yell is the N-word into the phone. At 3 a.m. she would just go. And then hang up. And then I would just star six nine to find out who it was. She was flirting. She was unrequited. That's southern for flirting. <laughs> just blabbing, blaring the n word at me. It was <laughs> so. It was like it was her way of saying you didn't come back. <laughs> it was so weird. It was so weird. Oh, bless her heart. I hope she got married. I'm sure she's just fine. If she. If she was attacked by any of the animals we talked about, I probably might. I might just walk away. <laughs> Is that harsh of me to say? No. 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 Are, are you I mean, done? I'm, I feel, I'm feeling a little bit guilty after saying that I would just watch my wife get attacked by a squirrel and laugh about it after finding out they have the bot force of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> but who knew, right? No one knew I had that. no idea. I know. Now no, we That's do. just like having an angry gerbil on you. And now, now when your wife is attacked by one, you will, you will attack that with such force and vigor. It will seem like over the top. Like she'll be like, what's wrong with you? Why did you just behead a squirrel? You're like, you have no idea. And then you babble something about great white sharks as you're walking away with a head, headless squirrel in your hand. 
I've got me having flashbacks to hunting with dad when I was like seven. <laughs> Squirrel hunting. Uh, think of the terrors you were taking out of the trees, though. You had no idea yeah. the the benefit you... Tree sharks. Yeah. Tree sharks is what you were... Yep. Nut-eating tree sharks. Squirrels don't even eat any other animal. It's all... They're like... They're not even omnivores. Nope. They're herbivores, 100%. But they put the fear into nuts. They just... Can you imagine how much nut trembling must be going on every time there's a... I dated a girl like that. <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Also, I feel like we've talked a long time, so hugs, everybody. Bye.